Welcome to the CKTH podcast. I'm John Vincent Campbell. Today we're with founding contributor and my longtime running mate from Dartmouth and in life, Mustafa Abdur Rahim, an alumnus of Dartmouth's prestigious Thayer School of Engineering and somebody who has worn the singlet for USA Track and Field at an elite level. Mustafa and I dig into his unique way of channeling energy at this time towards DIY home improvement, as well as the blessings and restored faith that he has derived from this past experience of Ramadan. It's always an honor to learn from my friend. Enjoy. Moose, how's it going? What's up, I'm in here. I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Wheels up. Headed to Boston, July 4. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Independence Day, too. So you'll be here nope. for my daughter's uh, first birthday. I look forward to it. Yeah, July um, 5th. <clears throat> I'll be there for that. Yeah. No, I, it'll be a light travel day, I'm hoping, and um, kind of rounding the corner uh, of this of this lap to 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 get all the things together and and head back to the northeast yeah we're we're feeling it we're hyped we're pumped for that <clears throat> it'll be good it'll be good reconnecting with the roots to to an extent yeah <laughs> no doubt we got a lot of roots in boston we can get into that another day though okay we'll tell that story one other day another time that's definitely for another time uh, it'll be good though, uh, definitely to sort of settle into the, to the community there, uh, be able to spend more time, you know, you and I together and, uh, and all the people that we know. So it'll be exciting. It's, it, it feels exactly as it should be. Yeah, man. I'm feeling that, you know, <clears throat> I've always wanted to have an opportunity to work, you know, together and do some, do something that we both know we've, we've always needed to do. So let's go, man. I can't wait. It's going to be, it's going to be, what they say now, lit. I'm so old school. It's lit. It's going to be lit, bro. <laughs> I never, I never really got around to using that word. I'll just, I'll just say that. I'll just, I'll just come out. I'll just come out and say that. Come on. Um, you want to be relevant. You better start getting on it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, gotta get comfortable with that. Um, <laughs> the young, the youth, the youth is starting to, you know, recreate some some social some social linguistic norms, you know. Well, the, the, you know, Amer- America's youth seems to be in a in a good place. Actually, um, I gotta yeah. say, I've I've been impressed. This is obviously one of uh, the pivotal times in our nation slash maybe just the world in general. You know, um, you know, for everybody to kind of like open up their eyes and realize that that there's been a perpetual state of a lot of, of a lot of things um, a lot of things that um, have been misunderstood by by many and well well known and 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 uh, old hat to, to others and many of others so you know yeah it's 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 been a conflicting uh, interesting is probably the wrong word. Um, but definitely a pr- provocative time for all of us. Well said, well said. And, and, you know, starting this, this podcast, you know, obviously can, you know, all, all things considered, I'm good. 
but I'm 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 aware of a lot of different emotions and a lot of different realities striking me day to day. You know, I'm quarantined and I'm holding I'm holding down a lot of my lifestyle. But by that same token, you know, just being away from my home, I noticed a lot of different um, realities, right, that need to be navigated as a black man in America still. And it's it's sort of like, you know, we talked about this before, right? We talked about this, you know, beforehand off 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 cast. But to be in my position, it is a position that's very uh, blatant, like we 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 are we are as black men in america we are definitely um people that it's required for us to understand the risks that we take you know the risks or the the things that are um that are the dangers that surround us as in just as people that exist in a, in an america <clears throat> these days right america that's structured through racial injustice and um, supported uh, systematically that way and trying to navigate that day to day when you see the person or the people who look just like you and sound like you and have just as much humanity as you getting taken down one at a time blatantly with no with no remorse. So to, to try to navigate those emotions daily and especially through an unprecedented situation where I am in my home more often than I've ever been, I just started to try to channel a lot of that stuff to, towards, you know, projects, doing projects in the home, home, home improvement. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, you've always been somebody that I've known to, to, to have that kind of inherent, uh, you know, I hate the phrase handyman, but you know, you are um, a schooled Dartmouth engineer. Yeah, go handyman on him. Go handyman. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I mean, school of engineering. You know, that's shout this, out. This I mean, reawaken my engineering spirit for a few minutes. You know what I mean? Or a well, few that months. makes a lot. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, if if you if if like all of us, you're you're quarantined. You're inside. Um, there's a lot of things that happen just beyond, you know, proverbially the, the front door that that are just that, you know, are there and to be able to rechannel and focus uh, energies day to day towards something that you that you love doing, um, working, you know, uh, with your with your engineering skill sets. And by the way, uh, the Thayer School of Engineering has been a supporter of the pod. So, um you know, big ups and uh, no special thanks. Their school. Special, special thanks to them for uh, you know show, showing showing the podcast some love because of the alumni that you are. Um, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> but I can also say that you know I, I I lived in the river dorms freshman year, and so I spent a lot of time walking back and forth uh, in front of the uh, the Thayer School, and um, it imposes on your experience, man. When you're a freshman, and you live in the river. You can't you, know, you can't leave that place without reckoning with their school. Are you going to be an engineer? Or are you going to punk out? Are you going to go I, ahead and I mean, be a humanities major? Yeah, <laughs> Richard Effam and I, uh, who obviously <laughs> everybody Rich, reckons with that. Richard Richard was a hard sciences guy, and I was a I was a liberal arts man. But uh, and, but I will and say, still, none of you ventured in the engineering world. 
but we Keep both going. studied we both studied at the Thayer library uh um on the on the daily almost because to your point it was a place that was just a lot less popular than um baker and a lot of the other places on campus but we digress well um, okay yeah we can break that down on another note because those those environments engineering environments work is getting done that that's the high priority get no, work they, done there there's that there's that uh continued spirit of innovation that's there and one of the most inspiring things was you know walking or biking back to my place and you know, glancing over and seeing, you know, like four or five heads from the engineering school just all hovered over some kind of like cosmic looking George Jetson car or something like that. <laughs> they were all wrenching on, you know, and I was just like, wow, like those guys are going in on some things no that are no that are little that are kind of maybe superseding this uh this 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 history paper or something like that that I'm about to write. But you I know, mean- the li- but the liberal arts are important. And, 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 you know, the history that is being made at this very juncture is something that you and I have discussed plenty of times about the fact that it's, it it just, it's something that needs to be continually acknowledged. You know, it's, it's, it's part of the experience, I think, for all of us to recognize that we live in an, uh, in an imperfect system. And, you know, the obligation of people like those engineers is to continually improve something that that needs to be improved, that needs to be made better and stronger in some capacity, whatever that may be. Civil, social, mechanical, electrical, environmental, whatever the need may be. Engineers are people who search for constant improvement and whatever field that needs to be in. So, you know, I mean, me personally, I took it upon myself to just pick up some home improvement projects and try to improve the the inner life. So when I knew, when I heard we were going to be quarantined for a while, I figured run to the store and get something for your daughter to play with so that she could have an indoor experience that isn't completely sedentary and inactive. And um, I don't know, I put together this like rock climbing wall on her, on her, her wall. She's only three, so she can't do a whole lot. So she's still yet to master it. And I'm excited about that because that means I don't have to do any work on it for another maybe year or two. So that's cool. And I put put up a desk, cleaned out one of my rooms, you know, put up a, like a Murphy desk. That was pretty fun. And, you know, finished it with like a barn door in the bedroom, which was, I don't know, it just felt like a, a finalizing um, piece right? Like, like the crescendo of all the different projects. So now I can take a break and breathe a little bit and, you know, speak about the the process if necessary. Well, you've, you've definitely gone through that process of building the barn door and some of the other stuff you mentioned, you sent me a photo of the door and it's a beautiful door. Um, I, I'd like to say that I'm a fan of doors in just general. Saying, different, Tell different the truth. Colors you feeling from, my door? Because my I, that door is, I think it's pretty cool. It's a nice door, and you built the hinges in a way that I thought was a uh, particularly interesting. Yeah, right. Um, like I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it was fun to go sort of like wacky, wild engineer for a little bit on that design. You know, I mean, it wasn't so much about anything other than the journey of all the different decisions I had to make as an engineer, you know, you, 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 you positioned in a lot of different places. You could be, you know, designing it, or you could be like watching the build, or you could be 
uh, you could actually be doing the build yourself, which I kind of find myself doing a lot of with one hand, by the way, you know, and like, <laughs> that's a, yeah, a story su- for another time. <laughs> you suffered an injury that we'll have to circle back on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, safety first, safety first. I, I learned my lesson, but, but uh, uh, no, nah, man. And the second, the second, um, I guess, you know, uh, Pardon the terrible pun here, but you know, you 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 hung this door, you framed this door. The door, in in a lot of ways, is also connected to the recent Ramadan experience that you absolutely telling, yeah that you were telling me about. Um, Big time, man. You and I have uh, discussed that um, over the course of the last twenty plus years that we've known each other, and uh, you know, but but this particular time around for you. Um, you did what um, is called an itikaf, which you helped me um, learn about, and uh, yeah. you know. So, so des- describe that that journey through the itikaf, which, by the way, is the last. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last week or last 10, 12 days of the total yeah, month. It's the that last is Ramadan. third of the month. Last ten days. So, um, where do I start? I mean. Okay, first of all, you got to get the full rundown of what it is like when you approach Ramadan. As a as a Muslim getting into Ramadan, it's like it doesn't Ramadan has no partners. <laughs> Just like, you know, it's one of the five pillars of Islam. Okay? And it, it just takes it, it has no mercy right like Ramadan is uh, the holiest month of the of the Islamic calendar it's the ninth month and it's navigated by the lunar calendar it can be 29 or 30 days long okay and we can go into that too offline or another day because 29 or 30 days has always been this big major issue amongst the Muslim community about you know when when it matters or when it happens when Eid is because the, the, the day after Ramadan ends is this big, huge celebration, which everybody wants and everybody loves. It's Eid, right? It's it's celebration time. So there's Ramadan. There's first you believe in Allah, right? Believe in him. And um, that sparks your five-time day five time daily prayers, right? So these are the five pillars of Islam. Salat. First, Iman, believing in, in Allah. Making Salat five times a day. Fasting in the month of Ramadan. Given zakat, so if you have excess wealth, you know, like a big bank account, a big savings account, you should pay, you have to pay at least 2.5% of that to charity and then go into Hajj. And all of these different, all these different um, pillars make up the identity of a Muslim. So if you're going to do these, if you're going to call yourself a Muslim, then these five pillars should be apparent in your lifestyle. No doubt. And so, and 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 talk about um, how all of that coalesces in the kind of meditation and um, you know uh, some I guess you could say spiritual awakening when you called me on the phone this was maybe uh, however long ago it was uh, a week or so plus um, and and you were well, yeah. and you were talking I mean, about yeah you were talking to, Talk about the spiritual awakening that, that you. Yeah, all right, so so now let's get into the spiritual side of it, okay? Because this is Ramadan, right? Like we're getting out of our spiritual comfort zones, but in addition to that, we're first and foremost realizing that we're out of our physical comfort zones. Okay, we're not eating, right? We're not even drinking, and we're not <clears throat> really engaging with our our spouses at all. Like sexually, there's no sexual intercourse during your fast. Right. And then other different things that, you know, are like vices for you. Maybe like 
you know, uh, a drink of, you know, I don't know, like whatever it might be. We don't drink alcohol, right? But like a certain kind of thing that you indulge in, you know, like you're not ingesting anything and you're not injecting anything. Okay. So as a Muslim, recognizing that God is one is paramount. That's the first and foremost thing. But that that doesn't mean you don't come into Islam with with personal flaws or personal struggles or personal things that you're trying to um, navigate. So we don't we don't presume to be perfect when we're constant work in progress. So Ramadan is this is this month where you get to reassess and reset in a lot of ways. When you get into the month, it turns into like it feels like it just drum jumps in on your lifestyle. Like put the brakes on and get into fasting. So you really have no you have no no warm up period. It it never feels like you can warm up for Ramadan. You just got to jump in and get going, right? So the fasting starts and the one thing about every Ramadan that I've ever done is you you finish it with a sense of accomplishment. But there's always a point in in every month where like you're you're kind of wondering you know, like how much you're really doing and how well you're really doing. And it becomes a very personal experience in addition to spiritual experience, because the fasting gets, it it gets to a point where you can do it like mentally, the suffering and all the different um, things physically that get into you, 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 you develop a, a faith that, that gets you through it. And, and you, you learn how to settle in on the discomfort, right? and 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 become more spiritually engaged right <clears throat> because the human body can survive a lot of a lot of um a lot of physical um you know feats right like it can survive a lot of these kinds of you know challenges you know especially with food and water like people have been known to go long 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 times like up to 2 weeks probably without food and water right but the, the spiritual connection that starts to get established as you read more Quran and you do more good deeds and you do more prayers at night and you wake up in the morning to eat food and just out of the practice of doing that and then you, you eat food communally at sundown, like those things start to connect the community and they start to create a synergy amongst the Muslim community that you can always feel right around you know the 20th, 21st day of Ramadan. And that's when itikaf starts. And that's when you get to jump in and get into the deep end of Ramadan spiritually. And like, you know, like it's always good to have a, you know, a, 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 some, a goal or some, some plan when you get in. And I've been able to do itikaf like three times, three, I think I'm losing count. I've actually, I might be three to five times, but <clears throat> either way, like every time I do it, I've always left with a sense of like, accomplishment and fulfillment that I can just feel, right? And there are so many different um, sayings and and virtues for doing itikaf that, you know, that's, again, like something that we could dig into deeper, but we'll just start with this first experience, you know, and and, and just break down what, what this one was like. Right. Like when you called me, you compared it to several other different, very different kinds of... Uh, awakening experiences that people in all different yep. backgrounds undergo and seek out. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty illuminating. Um, 
and I believe it though as well, because like you said, it's, it, it is an intense study of, of, of who you are at, at that place at that time and, 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 and where you're working through to, to, to get wherever it's taking you. Yeah. And I guess I like the way you well, put that. I guess it, the other part of it is, um, I, and I would imagine, you know, you, you can reflect on this, um, in, in more detail here where it's like, it, it is, it is at some point in time starting to guide you. Like I, I, w- I would reckon that at some point during that journey or that process that you are not necessarily the person who's controlling it. And instead there's a, there's sort of a separate guidance that starts to take place where, where you, you're allowing yourself to be with, within the flow. Yeah. I mean, well said, right? I mean, it's a calf, right? The, the Hadith that are spoken about this, about the do performing itikaf are so, they're so um, uplifting because of the different rewards that are spoken about and the level of connection that you have with your creator. The Prophet ﷺ, he said um, that when a man is in the path of Allah or in, in itikaf, every moment that they're in the masjid counts as a moment of prayer and worship. So just even if you're sleeping, you're getting you're getting blessings as though you're in worship. So, you know, more people should try to do itikaf because <laughs> I notice for me, whenever I end up doing my itikafs, which I've done a few times now, like I I go in thinking, man, this is going to be something that I, I'm not really totally prepared for, just like the start of Ramadan. Like, I wish I could just do the last 10 days in my in my comfort zone at my home, the way I just started getting into a rhythm with. But there's also a part of me that's like, man, I'm, I feel like I can get more out of this month and I'm not getting enough. I just feel like I've just been hungry, you know, the whole first three weeks. And that spurs you into, or that spurred me into really committing to my itikaf this year and like, going into seclusion, going into the masjid away from everybody and quarantining myself more or less, you know, for, for lack of a better term, right? Like to, to leave during COVID-19 and go into the masjid, even though a lot of masjids were, were closed and shut down and turning people away, there was a masjid or two or three that decided to still host the, 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 the Muslims, the Muslim men who wanted to go in and, and do an itikaf in there. And that's such a virtuous um, um, act. And it's also required. So I was very grateful that I got to do it, especially given the way my Ramadan had been going. So, you know, it was a blessing, a huge blessing. And you said that this was maybe the third, fourth or fifth time you've done that. And, you know, I, uh, yeah. And, and you, you, yeah. you being somebody that's, that's had the, you know, unique, um, elite level of, uh, athletic experience in your background as well. I mean, just as we all know, that's, that's a whole nother challenge of something like Ramadan and the process thereof when you are an athlete simultaneous with, with going through this kind of, uh, a month long journey. Well, I, all right. So that's why I never got to do as many as maybe 20 or, or whatever, 10, 10 to 20, because a lot of times as an athlete, Ramadan would fall 
during times that I was training hard, hard and hot and heavy, right? <laughs> so to right. speak, like in the fall training uh, at Dartmouth, right? During the November training logs, we were fasting. Me and my brother, we were fasting through December break and doing workouts through December. And every year it got a little earlier. So you know, when when fall came around, we were we were fasting, and those are just more moments that we had to figure out ways to 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 become more than we thought we were and execute and and endure and show patience and just absorb absorb benefits and blessings from you know from our efforts so it really always turned out to be good you know in those times too like even though we weren't able to go into the masjid and do you know extra prayers and worship that way what we were doing was still so commendable and and challenging for us that Allah sends, he sends benefits in so many different ways. As long as you're out of your comfort zone, as long as you're pushing past a place that you already know you can get to, you're going to get so much more benefits. And that's the thing, like all the benefits in Ramadan are, are multiplied by 70, right? So like just one little act of effort can just really be magnified or, or intensified in the eyes of your creator to the point where, you know, he's, he's that much closer to you and he's giving you that much more reward for, for the things that you do. Look, I mean, I think that it's, it's an inspirational thing to talk about. However, you know, we as a community can learn to push more through discomfort, um, you know, in a track and field sense, especially, you know, if you, if you wind back, you know, like a springtime, um, event like this back when, when you were competing, I don't, I don't know, because I wasn't invited to a lot of these elite meets and things like that, but you know, you're talking, you're, you're talking, <laughs> I'm saying, where, where you're you talking can? about stuff like <laughs> probably like what I, I see four A's or something like that, perhaps. And, um, you know, meets, meets that are about to head on into stuff like NC two A's and, and those kinds of championship level events. Yeah. And, you know, well, and yeah. you, you sharpening that blade, um, that perspective to approach those sorts of competitive arenas coming out of something like this, where 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 you know at the end of the day, like you said, the human body can can endure a lot of different things, and and anyone who's who's gone through something that's rigorous knows that, um, and it's the human uh, will and spirit that is ultimately, I think, what separates you know, good to great oftentimes. And yeah, yeah. And, and your will to, to maintain cool and not panic. Right. I mean, look, I'm not the first athlete that's done this stuff. I'm not the only one who's done it during that time, but think about even like, for example, uh, Akeem Olajuwon, you know, I remember specifically when the Houston Rockets were in the playoffs and I think Barkley had just joined them. That was during the time of Ramadan. Right. And they were in like the playoffs or getting close to the playoffs. And it was just like the commentators were talking about Akeem Olajuwon fasting and they were commenting on his game. Like, oh, he's been they said specifically he's been rebounding Ramadan. And I was like, hmm, what does that mean? Like he's been not grabbing rebounds. Right. And I was like, listen, man, athletes all over the world have been doing this. And it's like that game or that night, Olajuwon had like a, a double double or whatever. Right. And these things are opportunities for, they give athletes a platform in a lot of ways too. Like it gives you an opportunity to just leave things between you and the process and your creator, you know, like no one else really knows what it's going to be like, or it's, it's 
all personal, you know, like how well you handle your fast day to day is, is personal. So that's between you and your creator. And a lot of, a lot of athletes, you know, who've, who've committed to that struggle have benefited from it humongously. So I commend everybody who's ever done it and, and stuck to it, you know, and, and may everybody, all the the Muslims out there can consider and they're trying to do it, go with it and do your best. And, you know, I, I was, when you talked about the Olympics, I was this close to having to like do that too. Like I thought about that, like, wow, if the Olympics fell in like August in 2006 or something like that, I might've had to fast a few days of the decathlon. So, you know, I was preparing for those things mentally too. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, having to take that on, shoulder that, uh, I don't want to say shoulder that, uh, oh, it's a responsibility, you know, and, and like with any responsibility moving through it, you have to live in the moment. And I think that, um, from a meditative, uh, standpoint, you and I talk all the time about the meditations around, you know, whether it be, um, something that's very artful like music or the meditations around something that's more physical in nature, um, you know, like, like sports. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, and I, and and I, and I apologize for the, for the cliches and whatnot, but, you know, living in the now is a real thing and, and it's, it always is a real thing and it's, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to do. It's really difficult to do when living in the moment is just means confronting a lot of things that, that aren't really, I guess, enjoyable to, to, to confront. Um, so let me try to, let me try to give you a quote that spoke to that for me. And you can tell me if what it meant to you is everybody might've watched the last dance. And when I watched it, I heard, uh, I heard, um, Phil, Phil Jackson, he said, that they had a mantra on their team that you're only a success in the moment that you've performed a successful act. And to me, that resonated because that sounded like what you said or you were talking you about. You have to do it again. You got to live you in the moment. You have to do it again. You know, you got to do it again. And, and you know, like if you're going to be a success, you got to keep performing successful acts. And that is about being present in the moment. Every moment can be a successful act. And you know, if you pursue those, you'll, you'll stack up so many chips that at the end of it, you'll be like, wow, I got a million successful acts. And even if those are pennies, you'd have a hundred thousand dollars. Well, well, look, so I, every moment. Yeah. Matters. And, and I mean, being, you know, everyone's, everyone's, I think demonstrating their, their desire to be actionable today. Yo, hold up. My math was off. It's $10,000, but just go ahead. <laughs> um, I should have cried. Um, every, you know, every, everybody is everybody is right now demonstrating their their appetite to be actionable and you know to to I guess I guess kind of transform you know uh, what they're feeling and their what what they have in their hearts and their minds into something that that is a, a tangible act you know and uh, and I think it's a very inspirational thing for us to sort of just resonate on to to make more. Uh, to transform image into reality and vice versa. You know, if, if, if we're, if we're really wanting to inspire others and we, we got to live that we got to, we got to sort of like pay it forward on like, just pay it forward to ourselves first and realize that that we're Mm. living that, that reality on the daily rather than Mm. a lot of folks that are out Mm. there that are just like half stepping it, faking it 
wanting it to feel like it's right, wanting to put a little narrative out into the world. But at the end of the day, like we're mm-hmm. way past that today. We, we need, we need people yeah. that are like are all about it and are willing to kind of, you know, show that through their conduct because, you know, as every great lawyers uh, that I know have, have always loved to say conduct counts. Yeah. I mean, right. Like I'm thinking you're, if you're, if you get it done at a track meet, right? Like, good, but let's keep getting it done. I mean, that's, let's make this a, a habit, right? Because in the end of the day, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that if you don't, if you don't have a consistency about it, it really doesn't add up to much. And like anybody can, you know, get lucky once, right? Or like execute something once, but that's not the goal. The goal is to not be able to, to be able to, un- be, to be unable to miss. Right. And like that kind of, that kind of dedication proves your character. So look, we don't, I, I don't think, I don't think humans really have ever really fully tapped into their capacity in that, in that regard, but that's the point. That's why we, we're, we're living to, to try to keep improving ourselves because we all have to, you know, die someday and go back to our creator. And when we're done and he looks back at us, we want him to be proud of, of, of us doing a lot of things and sacrificing a lot for his sake, for his pleasure. Cause then he'll do that same thing for us in, in the next life. So, you know, that's why I jumped into Itacaf. You know what I mean? Because I felt like Ramadan was, was just missing, passing me by and to have an Itacaf to, to, pull that together and to really like center my Ramadan or like exclamation point, put an exclamation point on it. That was, that was a huge blessing. No, I mean, look, uh, I, I, I get inspired whenever I, I, I hear your point of view around these kinds of things. As you know, we talk about them all the time. Uh, I get inspired when I think about, you know, athletes for the 20 now 2021 Olympics that have to put that rock back up the hill and continue the training cycles all over again. Right. And I mean, so, so this is, this is just, I want you to take this into your next comment, right, John, because when I, when I went into it right, everything in my life kind of felt like it was all over the place. I hadn't finished any of my projects, you know, like in the house, I finished a few, but I wanted to finish more, right? I wasn't really as productive as I wanted to be. I wasn't reading as much Quran as I wanted to, right? But the Itikaf, it put a halt on that, right? It, it it paused me even more than Ramadan paused me because Ramadan pauses you, right? It makes you reevaluate because you're, you've taken out a really significant um, practice or habit in your day-to-day life. So now you get to reassess what's in, what's necessary, what's important, what do you need? And to go on a step further in Itikaf, it really gave me a chance, almost like an outer body moment to be able to step away and look at things from other people's perspective and not just to see what like I needed, but what other people needed from me, you know, like my family, like my, 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 like my brothers and sisters, right? Like I have this moment to really be connected and close to God and speaking to God in the mosque in a way that a lot of other people couldn't, one, because the mosques were all closed, but two, because they weren't even in Itikaf. And it's like unnormal for Ramadan to go that way. And we were just, 
I was just so blessed. So, but, but when I left, you know, I watched this, this YouTube um, interview about some dude who had done like an ayahuasca retreat in Costa Rica or Peru or one of those places in South America. And I was like, wow, people actually like go on these things to get like a spiritual awakening or to get like this, this reset on their lives. And no lie, every time I leave Itikaf, I have that feeling. I have that sort of spiritual expression inside of me just vibrating. And and I realize like, whoa, what I just got to do, what I just experienced those 10 days are were just ma- like magic, magnificent, you know? And, and they put me into a good spiritual space as well as mental space. And like those those things are, those things feel, you feel, you feel the creator close to you. You feel like divine intervention, if you will, right? Like really taking yourself away from your, 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 your personal self and taking it just to the masjid for 10 days, you know, that little act of copying what the Prophet did really goes so far. And it really helped to, to, to clean me up and make me feel like fresh and, and ready again to, to pursue and, and push into to life. And then when I came out, boom, you know, I'm, I'm faced with like, it was so quiet in there and now protests every other day in the city. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know if it was like that consistent, but it felt like it. Every day I heard like a cop helicopter on top of our building, um, just not like above our buildings, just, just flying, trying to, you know, see what the news was. And like you said earlier in the, in the, in the cast, I bet a lot of these, these people protesting were the youth, you know, like 14 to 17 year old high school kids combined with like some 18 to 25s mixed in there. And then some 25 to 35s, like, yeah, it's my turn too, you know, like maybe some white white people, allies, you know, and then like the 32 to 50 year olds were like taking care of their young ones who felt like they wanted to, to go to the rally and they're just trying to keep the peace and be safe. And like, we're in the middle of a of a of a, a lockdown and people are still outside, you know, trying to, you know, fight for what they feel is right. And those things like really consumed a lot of my 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 initial um real you know emotion. So, you know, it was good to have like a, a strong itikaf and, and reset. You know, I read the whole Quran in itikaf, you know, cover to cover in Arabic. And that was that was lovely for me. I was woo. A nice experience all over well, again. Well, there's one thing that's for certain that it's like it's being, you know, it's taking experiences like that that you have and 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 the energy that you are able to derive from it and be able to, like you said, uh, bring it all in, experience that oneness, uh, and then cast that that special energy back out into everybody that's around you, um, you know, and and that's and that's something that I think. You know, uh, I'm grateful for you to kind of help me uh, apply towards everything around, you know, my my life as well, especially, you know, in this in this uh, next next journey of heading back out into your neck of the woods in, in Boston very soon. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And maybe you'll fast a few days in Ramadan, if not the whole month at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I've, I've never tried doing something like that. Uh, I've done a silent retreat um, once. I've done uh-huh. a silent retreat one time and uh, uh-huh. as a verbal man, uh, that was a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. Are they a week long? Um, this thing that I was at was, gosh, it was like 
couple days. It was it was south. I feel okay. like it was south of four days, but it was like maybe it was three days. Okay. And um, that's still pretty hard. It was that's still pretty hard. I had a friend do a week. A it week was long challenging, one. but it but it really does it really does shift your own point of view, obviously to to not only the the internal but the external. And and like to mm-hmm. your, it sharpens what you see. That's externally. exactly right. And uh, no, so I, so look, I think that it's it's these kinds of moments that make that that are important to pay homage to and uh, crystallize the memory of, so that so that we can draw upon them moving forward through all different kinds of things that we face, um, you know, tomorrow. So, uh, Moose, I I, uh, I just want to say, you know, thank you for preparing these kinds of thoughts because you know this is a this is a really special thing to be able to discuss um you know this and 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 this sort of detail yeah man i'm you know i'm glad i i get to deal with you you know one of my one of my my best friends in the world you know and um you know I, i consider you like family at this point um and you know you know we talked about this offline um but yeah like to to you know to go into to what like a practice like this it's it always been something i've done for the past like i don't know maybe over 20 plus years 26 years or so 30 years at this point like i fasted ramadan so to have every like year kind of bookended with a ramadan you know is is a is a special thing and you know like it keeps you honest it keeps you you know evaluating yourself because this world and this life we is we live is temporary but the things that we do here are are in preparation for a better life and a, and a, and a more a whole holistic complete enjoyable life you know in the hereafter hey amen it's all about preparing uh for you know the next the next hurdle and um you know as as uh as as I like the way, I like that analogy by the way just so you know you're always supposed to look at the next hurdle not the hurdle you're, you're hurdling that one's already done step down quick and look at the next one keep going well, yeah I, and I was I was never much of a hurdler so um you know <laughs> but but I, I did a, I did a little bit of that I had my steps right in high school I mean if you want I can work with you on some baby hurdles <laughs> you know and get you get your game up starting starting you know, small I just gotta, just gotta get know? that flexibility back but um no man. Uh thank you Moose. Um this was th- Yeah man, no doubt. This is Im- this is important. This is important stuff for us to integrate into into all the different things that that we that we that we know is is important to discuss. And um and you know what? Just while you got me on that thought so I don't forget, we got to do this. We 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 could do this for the other five for every 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 pillar in Islam. Right? Like Every one of them, Iman, Salat, Zakat, we just did, we could do Ramadan deeper and Hajj because all of these, these different pillars, like they have, they have like a social language and significance that gets expanded when you go into them that, you know, brings a better understanding for people. And, you know, to have that, that opportunity, it, it could be, it could be something that I think we get it. We get a good, we get a good benefit no from, you know, no, and, and it's, and it's it got a, cool. it's got a practical application as well for, for everyone that, you know, that knows, Hey, like relating to, 
to all different manner of, of input and inspiration, you know, uh, like we were saying about the next hurdle that that's, that's kind of what, what helps keeps us, uh, in the flow. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Stay in the flow, baby. You know what I mean? Stay in the flow. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> that athletic well, let's, flow. Let's def- that everything flow. Well, let's definitely, uh, make a note to then cover down on the other pillars as you were describing. And, uh, that sounds yeah. like a plan. Yeah. You know, we always have more to talk about, you know, this is just a moment, you know, I, 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 I came, I left out of this, this Ramadan experience, like, yo, Cam, I need to talk to you about this. And that's what this podcast became, you know, like it just, it was, it was organic that way. So I'm sure we'll have other opportunities and we'll do more things, more casts like this, because, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're good for me. You're right. They're good for me. And in the, in the, in the object of self, self, um, love and self-expression, like that's, that's positive. So if that helps me, great. It helps others and even better. And we get to hang out and have a good time on a podcast, which is always, it's a, always good time. a great time. And, and I, I'm grateful as, uh, to, to be your friend and receive the education that it represents for me as well. So good, good, good. Cause I'm gonna have to educate you on some hurdles too. If you don't, if you don't, I mean, you know. that, that's, that's, that's a given, that's a given, you know? You know, you you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go easy on you, you though, know, right? Because we'll, we'll uh, I don't I don't want you to get any any ankle swellings or or, or booty lock or you anything know, I like mean, that. I mean, all of that is is stuff that, like I said, I'm uh, I'm unfortunately well versed at, but just not not necessarily <laughs> expert level, you know. But I but I, I appreciate it nonetheless. Yo, man. All right, cool, cool. Every every cast, we can think of every cast as another hurdle. We're looking at the next one, okay? So until next time, you know what I mean? I'm over and out, and uh, we'll touch base on what it needs to be, okay? Sounds perfect. All right, man. Peace, Cam. All right, talk to you. All right, later. <laughs>